How are we doing, guys? I'm Jay Blake. This is the Clean Up Spot Podcast, Episode 1. Alongside me, Tim Crowley. Tim, I know we've been talking about this for a long time. I'm excited. You're excited. It's a baseball podcast dedicated to the greatest sport ever played, the national pastime. That's right. And it's been a fun, it's been a fun month of preparation, you know, getting everything going um, as far as our SoundCloud, and Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, Twitter, and our YouTube channel. Hopefully, you guys have been getting hyped for the show with all of our tweets lately. Um, it's just it's finally here. We're ready to go. Episode one, boys. Let's do it. Hey, at least it hyped me up. I'm hyped for it. I'm ready to go. It should be fun. We're both huge baseball people. I've loved baseball ever since I was little. Tim, same with you. And we're, we're excited to share our ideas, our opinions with us. We're not just fans of our own teams. We're fans of basically baseball in general, any and all teams. And we, we just love the game. Don't take it personally if we crap on your team because, trust me, every 30 teams will take criticism on the show the entire season. And no doubt about it. I mean, if we were going last year, I'm a huge Yankees fan. I'm a diehard Yankees fan. But if we did this show last year, I guarantee you I would be going for Tyler Clippert's head for at least a two-month period. That's right. And I w- and the, being the big Red Sox fan that I am, I would have been roasting you for the entire regular season. Ha-ha, we have the division, boy. And then I would have said, ha-ha, we went to the ALCS and we became one win away from the World Series. And the Yankees almost went to the World Series in a rebuilding year. Yankees blow through through lead. You know what? Be quiet. Be quiet over there. You guys lost to the Astros. But so I am a gigantic Yankees fan. Tim is a gigantic Red Sox fan. Um, adds a little bit more drama to the show, especially when the Yankees and Red Sox. Hopefully this year, later in the season, get in a good pennant race going down the line in September. We'll be at a game. We'll, we'll definitely have to get to another one. We'll vlog for you guys. If you haven't seen our first Red Sox-Yankees vlog, definitely go check it out on the YouTube channel. And uh, we'll be uploading every two weeks to SoundCloud um, and YouTube as well. For those of you guys who don't really like SoundCloud too much, uh, so you can listen and watch the podcast. Um, we're just excited to get going, and it should be fun. You ready to go, boy? And I'm ready to go. But as far as our baseball philosophies, I'm a big numbers guy. I'm a huge believer in numbers and sabermetrics and baseball, all sorts of stats, weight runs created, war, OPS, all of that stuff. Um it's just something I've loved. Um, it's really a way for, you know, kind of some nerdy fans like me to get into the game even more than we already have. And it's just, it's fun. That's kind of my take on the game. Um, Tim, I know you're a little bit different. That's right. Well, you know, if you are one of the Brian Kenny enthusiasts, I highly suge- suggest you pay attention closely to all Javik's takes. Um, I'm more the film study guy. You know, I like going out and saying, all right, you know, Jake Arrieta did this. What's he done compared to this guy 10 years ago? And, like, how is he similar to the great pitchers of his past or this and that? I'm a big film study guy. I like comparing players, and you're going to see a lot of that in this show. So this is almost like, if you guys don't know, MLB Network, they used to, MLB Now, back in the day, used to be Harold Reynolds, big film study guy against Brian Kenny, big numbers guy, and they used to go at it all the time. So it's going to be a repeat. Exactly. So today for you guys on deck, we have a complete preview of all of baseball. Um, all 30 teams will be breaking down for you. ALE, Central West, and same thing for the National League. We'll be giving you our MVPs, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, our Dark Horse teams, as well as our playoff predictions and all the way to the World Series, which is a great seven months away. Seven months of baseball coming up. And it's going to be here before we know it, so just get ready for the ride. March 29th, that's all starts. I can't wait for it. We got sale day coming up next week. You got uh, Big Savvy taking the ball for you guys. Thankfully, the Red, thankfully they're down in Tampa now, and I, I don't know where you guys are stopping, opening up because uh, I don't think anywhere in the Northeast is ready for baseball at the moment. The Yankees is playing a nice domed Sky Dome, or no, it used to be the Sky Dome like 1993, but the Rogers Center up in Toronto. So it'll be warm climates for both teams. I would expect you to get a nice opening day wins, considering the Blue Jays are starting 
Jay Happ as their opening. We will get to Ja Happ and the rest of that Blue Jays rotation just a few minutes, but we're gonna start off well our favorite division. If you guys want drama early, well, you came for it. The AL East. We'll start off with that. So for my teams, the AL East had the Yankees winning it all, Red Sox coming in second, then the Orioles, Blue Jays, and Rays to finish out the division. Care to explain? Well, the Yankees. See what the Yankees. They have the best lineup in all of baseball. They have power upon power upon power. And they have Giancarlo Stanton in the offseason, which Brian Cashman, I love this man to death. He can do no wrong. He rebuilt the Yankees on the fly, took one year from that team to get back into being a juggernaut, which they were last year. They traded for Giancarlo Stanton, who goes after hitting 59 home runs last year in Marlins Park that favors pitchers by 20%. He's going to Yankee Stadium that favors right-handed batters by 24%, which is a swing of 44% in total towards his favor, which is going to be huge for him, especially in the small confines of Yankee Stadium. And if you know Marlins Park, it is a huge outfield. Yes, and, you know, we got not to quote uh, Eric Hubbs' Barstool podcast, the short part, you have that in uh, Yankee Stadium. So even if he has those days where, you know, you know I want to go off of, he can boost his totals a little bit, too. Yeah, and it's not just him. It's Gary Sanchez and Aaron Judge, who combined this year. They're projected to hit 130 home runs, 346 RBIs, and 274 runs. There's no doubt this team scores 950 runs this year. You're forgetting about uh, my favorite Yankee, which seems weird to say. You're forgetting about one of the members of the 218 Core 4 birthday club, Tim Crowley, Le'Veon Bell, Dr. Dre, and the man of the hour. Yankees shortstop, Didi Gregorius. And Didi Gregorius, what a season he had last year. Broke the record for Yankee home runs. And he's just, he adds so much defense to that field, and he adds it at the plate as well. He, one of the top five all-around players in the Yankees team. He's, he adds, he had the most powerful season ever by a Yankee shortstop with 25 home runs. And he's coming back this year with more confidence and even more potential for the Yankee team. And he showed some strides in the playoffs too. Game five against Kluber, two home runs. He... He saved your butt that series. Oh, that was awesome. Two home runs in game five. There was nothing better, especially against Kluber. You go into that game. You don't think you're going to get – you want to get two runs. He gets two home runs, which is huge. Tell me about the rest of the division. All right, so the Red Sox, they lacked the power needed to be a top AL team. They lacked the power and the pitching to be a top American League team. They, In order to get anywhere close to the World Series, they need Price to get back to a top-line talent to go far in the playoffs. Because you can't have a guy that you're paying north of $200 million sitting in your bullpen in October. You need him on the mound giving you starts. And if he doesn't do that, there's no way they make it past the ALDS. And same thing for the Red Sox. They're missing Addison Reed. Key piece of their bullpen. He was a key piece he of their wasn't bullpen great last year. He wasn't great last year. Yeah, he wasn't great, but he was still a key piece of their bullpen. Who's left in their bullpen now? You have you, you, Craig you, Kimbrell. You, no, you forget. You, we have two guys coming back off of injury last year. Carson Smith was back for the last part of the season, and he was dominant in the two in the two appearances he had in the ALDS. Tyler Thornburg coming back. Hopefully he can show something so that uh, Dave Dombrowski doesn't look horrible for sending away the mayor of Ding Dong City, Travis Shaw, and actually getting some um, some work out of Thornburg this year. Matt Barnes is underrated. Joe Kelly throws 104 to one of the best hitters in baseball. Um, don't, don't sleep on the Red Sox bullpen, but 
What what else you got for the AL East? See, with the Red Sox, I still don't think they lack the power and the the skill to keep up with the Yankees. I'll counter that. I really don't. I'll counter that. Oh, you will counter that, and I'll counter you back. It's like a debate here. And the Orioles, it's contract year for Manny Machado. He's going to have a huge year. It's a proven fact. Guys in the contract year have gigantic years, and he shouldn't be one that won't. Jonathan Scope returns after last year, where he had 32 home runs, a runs created plus, a weighted runs created plus of 121, and a 503 slugging percentage which is a huge year for him when he comes back. And Adam Jones, he has, he has a veteran presence to that young clubhouse in his 13th season. That's a very young team. That's right. You have guys like Trey Mancini out there. He's Jonathan pretty, Scope. He was a pretty underrated rookie last year. He was. He was a good rookie and you last know what? year. I'll give Jonathan Scope credit. When he first came into the league a couple years ago, I think it was 2014, I wasn't hot on The man had 32 home runs last year. He, he had a power year. Those home runs were up last year. It seems like it was kind of inflated for everybody. But he did a good job. Did we ever find out a, uh, a a solution to the juice ball scandal? Uh, they're they're putting humidors in every single stadium this year. That might help, but yeah. who knows? And then you got the Blue Jays. There's no way the Blue Jays are getting close to the playoffs. They're the 2013 Yankees reincarnated. Yeah, the 2013 Yankees was maybe the worst Yankee team of my lifetime. They managed to win 83 games by some miracle, but they have. Listen to these guys. Six of nine starters are north of the age of 30. Russell Martin, 35. Justin Smoke, 31. Tulo, who can't stay healthy to save his life, is 33. Josh Donaldson is 34. Curtis Granderson, 37. And Kendrick Morales is 34. That's an old team. And there's no way they stay healthy for that whole year. And their backups aren't too good. And even if they are healthy, they can't compete with the top two dogs of the division. And they're going to be bottom feeders of their division until Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette get to the bigs. Who are putting on a show. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to be an MVP one day. The man is nuts. I just Once he gets in the majors, I'm calling rookie of the year right now. He's going to. It's probably not going to be this year. It's probably going to be next year. But him and Bo Bichette together are, one day are going to do wonders for that organization. Right. They'll be the new judge in Sanchez. They will be. I mean, Bo Bichette hits bombs. Vlad Guerrero Jr., if you didn't see this last year, he hit a ball into the lights. Exactly like Roy Hobson, the natural. And he hit it into the lights. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in the last place team, Tampa Bay Rays. They're horrible. There's nothing good about this team. They have Chris Archer and Kevin Kiermaier. That's it. Yep. And they're, they traded off all their asses for prospect. They're rebuilding. I don't know why Chris Archer is still on that team. He'll be gone by the deadline. He will be. There's no way they keep him for the whole year because they need more prospects. You know what I find funny is... I looked back today. I was actually so I've been watching a lot of old Sox highlights lately, um, and I happen to be looking back at the 2013 ALDS today. Um, Chris Archer, I don't know if he was starting that year or what he was doing, but he was pitching out of the bullpen in Game Four of that series, um, which makes me think if even if he was the fifth starter that year, I think back to that rotation where it was made up of Matt Moore, David Price, Alex Cobb, Jeremy Hellickson, and Chris Archer. I think right now that would be a pretty Pretty good rotation, maybe minus Matt Moore because he's been irrelevant for a couple of years. Yeah, the problem is they're a small market team. They don't draw any fans. They don't make any money. Right. There's no way they could keep any of these guys, which is why you saw Gorgon Morrison go. That's why you saw Longoria go. Mm-hmm. Especially if Longoria, that's the face of their franchise. They let him go. Oh, wait, will forever be the highlight of their franchise. Just the, the 2008 World Series. I bring this up so much. The team almost won a World Series in the Trop. Like, how disgusting is that? How disgusting do you think it feels for someone that lost in the ALCS to a team from the trop? Yeah, that's even grosser. But yeah. On to your predictions for the AL East. All right, so here's what we got. Obviously, maybe a little biased, but you know what? I got the Sox and Just, Tur- just a little. Just a just little. Just a tad. Just a little. Just a tad. 
All right, so we get the Red Sox in first, Yankees second, then Blue Jays, Orioles, and Rays rounder the division. I'm going to make this quick. The Red Sox, I think this is finally the year they can put this together, which is weird because they won the last two division titles. I think the two— Yes, but last year they won a division title with no power. Which shows, how good their, which shows how good their pitching staff is. It's good, but it needs to be better because the Yankees are going to be riding on all cylinders. I don't care. They don't care if they win 10-8. They're going to win. They're going to score 950 runs. Here's what I think separates this year's version from the last two years. 2016, they had one of the best offenses in baseball. They just didn't have the pitching in the playoffs. Obviously, Porcello Price stunk off the joint that year. Last year, they had one of the best staffs in baseball, just no offense to show for it, which I think you look back at the team last year and you look at the big loss, how big of the loss of David Ortiz was to that team with him retiring. As much as I love Hanley Ramirez, he's not he can't be the center point of your offense, which is why I think adding J.D. Martinez, this is the year that they can take their two skill points from the last two seasons and finally bring those together. Um, Rafael Devers is going to be my player to watch, though. 58 games last year, 10 home runs, not counting the two he hit in the playoffs. We're going to have a little bit more about him later. I think the biggest bounce-back piece that the Red Sox do need, though, is Mookie Betts. It's weird to say that, you know, calling someone with 24 home runs and 100-plus RBIs, that's a down year for them. But he hit over 30 home runs and over 100 RBIs in 2016. I'm looking for him to bounce back. My X factor for the team, though, Eduardo Nunez. I think that was one of their better signings of the offseason, not that they had that many, but especially with Pedroia being out for the first couple months of the season, plus what Nunez did for them down the stretch last year, I think that's a huge factor. And going, and at, Even at this point in his career, Pedroia is more of a cancer to the Red Sox than he does good. Well, he's still the leadership. He, he, yes, he he's has still to the, be that leader. He's still the leader, but he's so bad. In the playoffs last year, he couldn't hit water. He fell off a boat. That's why we have Nunez now, in case he can't do that. Yeah, well, as long as Nunez doesn't destroy his leg rounding first yeah. base, we'll slide into the third again. Which is possible. It's very possible. Moving on to your boys, I think the Yankees are going to have one of the better offenses, if not the best in baseball. I think this is going to be a weird um, factor for them. I think they lead the majors in home runs, but they also lead in strikeouts. Yes, but let me give you this. I've been thinking of this all day long. Let's take player A and player B. Player A goes two for four every single game with a home run, a double, and two strikeouts. That's fine, but that's not going to happen. With, let me finish. With two RBIs and a run scored. Meanwhile, player A goes three for four every game with three with two singles and a double, no strikeouts, and no RBIs and no runs scored. Over the course of the season, player A, who happens to be the Red Sox, is going to be somewhat looks like the better player if you're looking at basic stats. But player B is going to score a plenty full of runs and he's going to have 162 home runs. The Yankees are going to strike out a ton. Why'd you say player B first? You know what? <laughs> the alphabet, <laughs> it is tough. The alphabet is a little tough. Whatever. Whatever. I, I think the, but Yanke- the Yankees. The Yankees will strike out a ton, and they will hit a ton of home runs and a ton of doubles and extra base hits, and they're going to score a ton of runs. I'm not saying that's going to affect them. That's just one of my predictions. They have an average rotation. They have an above-average pen. They'll make a run. End of story. Blue Jays. I think this is the last year they're relevant for a while. Josh Donaldson's in a contract year. Their rotation's average. If there's ever a time I want anyone in the major leagues to listen to our show, it's right now. Marcus Stroman, I'm talking to you. Get your organization to show you some respect. This is one of my favorite players to watch in all baseball because he's got the greatest story. Goes to Duke. Everyone's telling him his whole life he's too small. He kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson in this kind of way. Um... 
you know, he's got the whole HDMH um, motto going. He's got the best outlook on life. I love pitchers nowadays that pitch with emotion and moxie, and that's all that Stroman does. One of the most underrated pitchers in baseball. When he's on and healthy, he's got he's got top of the rotation caliber stuff. He's been he's done it in the playoffs before. Marcus, I have appreciation for you, even though your team apparently doesn't. When you're the fourth uh, starter in a rotation where Jay Happ, Marco Estrada, and Aaron Sanchez are apparently ahead of you. Just saying, Mar- Marcus. I'm here for you, big guy. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Marcus. Marcus. Go, Marcus. And we just Stroh lost show. every single listener on this show. Yep, probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, Orioles, probably the same thing for them last year. They're relevant. Machado's going into a contract year. They could make a run maybe this year. They're pretty average all around. Just nothing screams exciting to me. And then It's the same thing. The Orioles and Blue Jays, they can be 3-4 or the Inter- team they're interchangeable. In the middle. They're interchangeable. They're, right. they're, none of them are going to be good. Neither of them are good enough to be in first. Neither of them are bad enough to be in last. And obviously the Rays aren't going to do anything considering, hypothetically, Chris Archer and Kevin Kiermaier are standing on the street selling tickets right now. Probably at this point. No one goes to the trough to begin with. Now they're right. horrible. Even Though they might be getting a new ballpark. I heard that. Yeah, but even when they're good, they're still not selling 30,000 tickets a night. No, if you watch, the weirdest thing is going back to 2008 and watching games. Right. The trough is filled. That never happens. They no. draw, what, like 15,000 a game? Even the last two playoff appearances, 2011 and 2012, those, or 2013, even the regular season when they were good, there's no one there. Because no one cares about Major League Baseball in Florida. They also don't care about playing in a dome stadium with a team that's just horrendously bad. Right. All right, so on to the AL Central. It's easy. Indians in first. Yep. Indians in first by a landslide. They're the best team in an incredibly easy division. And Kluber and Carrasco are possibly one of the best one-two punches in all of the American League for as far as pitching. Right. They've combined last year for 13-10, and 10, 491 strikeouts in 403 innings. That's a good one-two punch. And you still have Danny Salazar. You still have Trevor Bauer as long as he can, you know, keep his hands away from drones. He'll be all set. Oh, that was funny. Two years ago in the playoffs. That was a crazy playoff series, too. But it, Cleveland's set. They just need to show up and they'll win that division. Right. And I, then, well, also, on the other hand, their offense is a big year. Lindor, Ramirez, and Brantley are projected for huge years. Right. And Lindor had a big year last year. He's looking to follow it up with another big one this year. Right. He was the first. He literally hit. Last year, the most home runs um, from a shortstop since Hanley Ramirez a couple of years ago. I think a lot of people are really – they're looking at the rivalry in the AL East right now, and they're looking at the Astros coming off of um, a world championship. People are forgetting that this Indians team was the number one seed in the playoffs last year, winning 100 games, um, and they went to the World Series two years ago. In my mind, I think they're the most complete team in baseball because even with some of the losses they have, they still have one of the best offenses in baseball. They have one of the best staffs. And even after losing one of their main middle guys in the bullpen, Brian Shaw, they still have Cody Allen. They still have the best reliever in the game, Andrew Miller. They're going to be they're going to be able to make another run this year. See, I don't think Andrew Miller's the best reliever in baseball, but that bullpen's still very good. Right. Though, I don't know down the stretch if they're going to be able to to repeat what they did last year. I think they'll be fine because I think they, there's a lot of versatility on that team. A lot of guys can play in different positions, especially if they get injury prone. That's the biggest thing that I've been seeing the last couple of years. When you when your top dogs get hurt, who do you have to back them up? That's why I think the Red Sox are in a really good position this year because they have a lot of vers- versatility. Even though they traded away one of their their utility guys, Devin Marrero, today, they have people like when Pedroia comes back. They'll still have Nunez to go out and play somewhere. They have a lot of outfield depth that they can move around, and they'll still have the best utility guy in baseball, Ruckold. And meanwhile, the rest of it, you have the Twins who are young, talented, and they've got a high, high ceiling. And then they had Logan Morrison, who with Sano and Dozier 
can do great things. They combined the three of them for 100 home runs last year. And then the White Sox, they can, if the young talent blossoms, they can be good in 2019. This year isn't their year. They're too young. They're going to waste another year of Jose Abreu in his prime, who's hit 30 home runs and more than 100 RBIs in every single year he's been in the league. And then you have the Royals, who are trying to compete, but they're in the same spot as the Tigers, who I predict will finish last because they've finally given up on winning. The rest of my division is a little different, so I still have the Twins um, in second place, who, for a small market team, actually had a pretty good offseason. They addressed some needs. Um, they got a little more experience with Logan Morrison. Obviously, he hit 38 home runs last year. Shouldn't have been a big target for any of like the major teams in the American League. Wasn't, but gives some depth and some power to these guys. I love the um, the starting rotation pieces, though. So, you are, obviously, you had Irvin Santana, who had a great year until the playoffs last year. You add two really reliable starters in Lance Lynn and Jake Odorizzi, who comes from that great um, pitching or pitching staff down in Tampa. And Lance Lynn's going to give you innings. So, I love those moves. Um, they can make a run, obviously, at a second wild card, just like last year. My player to watch for them is Byron Buxton, though. And this guy doesn't get a lot of credit because – He's coming into the league kind of like Jackie Bradley did a couple years ago where he's got a great glove, great arm, but can't really hit. I think if he can finally just get up to like maybe like hit 280, hit 285 this year, you know, steal a couple of bases and just keep your defense up in center, he could be a piece for them. Um, the Royals obviously re-signing Mustak is an escort. It's huge for them. They still need some more pitching, and they're still a few years away from being um, relevant as far as contention goes. The Tigers, it's it's time to rebuild now. There's there's no point. Um, they traded their pretty much the face of their franchise, Justin Verlander, away. All that's left is Miguel Cabrera. Get him to a contender so he can just kind of live out the last couple years of his career and rebuild around one of the best young pitchers in baseball, Michael Fulmer. And the White Sox, we'll see in 2020 when they have – because they do have a really good farm system right now with Michael Kopech and Yuan Makata. Maybe Lucas, Lucas Giolito, too, they got from the Nationals. They should be thanking the Red Sox for literally just giving them their farm system. That was fantastic. But we got sale, so, you know, I'm The I'm, Red Sox I'm cool got sale, but the White Sox got a chance to be win a World Series in 2025. Right. It could be interesting. And the, the Tigers, it is true. They have to give up on trying to win. They've done it for a while, but last year was the tipping point. They sold off almost everything. They're rebuilding the farm, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with Cabrera because he's owed a lot of money. Right. He— I think he, he deserves to go to a place now, be a veteran, kind of like a Carlos Beltran role last year. Get him to a place where he can go, still mash the crap out of the ball. Um, but more importantly, just be a leader to a team and help them go make a run to the World Series. Because he, um, he hasn't had a ring in 15 years since he was back uh, as a young kid with the Marlins. So getting to see him to go to contender would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's time to move on as far as Detroit goes. And there might be a team out in Pennsylvania who might need his services if things go wrong. There could be a team in the NL East. It might be the Nationals or the Phillies or even the Braves who might need him. Imagine that if they moved him to third base, Freddie Freeman and Miguel Cabrera. That would be that would be the greatest. Or even in or even in Philly, if they moved him, if they moved Cabrera to third base and you had Santana and Cabrera in the middle of that lineup, along with Reese Hoskins. That's could, a scary team. Could be a fun year. And then you got the AL West. Again, it's not hard. Nobody did anything in the offseason. Everyone's tanking, and the Astros are still the best team in that division. That's going to be a good division, but there's no way the Astros lose it. No. There is no chance in hell the Astros even. If a team comes within 10 games of them, that's a success. Right. I think they definitely win 100 games this year. 
And for the first time in cleanup spot history, it's time for the Crowley comparison. <laughs> so, this, so this week, we have to, we're talking about 20, the 2018 Astros. And in my mind, I see a lot of the 2017 New England Patriots in them. Let's switch sports for a minute. And this is a pretty quick one. Both teams are coming off of big championships for their organizations. Patriots with Super Bowl 51 coming into last season. And obviously, the, um, the Astros coming off of the World Series last year. Both teams went out as the best teams in their respective sport and got better. So basically, get the um, the Astros getting Garrett Cole from the Pirates is the equivalent of Brandon Cooks getting um, the equivalent of the Patriots getting Brandon Cooks from the Saints last year, taking an area where they were pretty good already and getting even better. Um, and then as far as the rest of the division goes, I think the Angels can make a run as a sleeper team. You know, they um, you look up and down their lineup right now; it's not bad. You know, they got Ian Kinsler. Obviously, they have Mike Trout, Albert Pujols. We'll see what they have out of Otani. They're a team. I actually have a couple of these. They're they're the team where I think their starting rotation and their overall pitching staff decides how far they go. Their pitching um, staff is horrible, and if Shohei Otani looks like he did, the I don't get why Shohei Otani is on the Angels roster right now. I don't either. He doesn't look like he's ready. He had a twenty four point oh oh ERA. He needs some time in the minors. And we hit one seventy one. There's no way against the A's he's gonna do well. No. And if he falters, that there's no way that team goes. He. He's going to be, need the guy to carry that rotation because the rest of the rotation is horrible. Tyler Skaggs, is he really going to get you to the playoffs? No. Matt Schumer. Garrett Richards is going to have Garrett to be the option. It's, it's going to be interesting. I don't think they're going to do it. The rest of my division is a little sleeper team here who I think is going to end up taking the second wild card is the Texas Rangers. They have a good team. They have Cole Hamels, Doug Fister, which you are very familiar with. He's not a bad choice for them. He stunk up game three. He's lucky the offense bailed him out. Mike Miner, Matt Moore, and Cole Hamels. Those are top four guys. Cole Hamels is a great guy. Great pitcher. And then on offense, they have a lot of good guys. They have Joey Gallo, Elvis Andrus, Adrian Beltre, who's going to be good again. Nomar Maraza, Shinshu Chu, Robinson Torinos, Rigney Nordor, Ryan Ruhl. They're not a bad team. And in a generally weak American league, besides for the top teams, they could definitely make a run for the playoffs. And then the rest of the division, the Angels, Athletics, and yep, I've officially given up hope on the Mariners going to the playoffs. I've said they've got, going to go to the playoffs for the last four years. This failed every single time. So you know what? It's time. Put them in last place. I, I, I like the Rangers pick, though, because the pieces are there. They're only a, a year removed from going to the playoffs. Um, it, it's just a matter of whether or not they can keep pace with the division. They'll be good. It's just a matter of if they can keep up with if the Angels are up there, and obviously with the Astros. And what if the Rangers, if the Rangers are in contention on July 31st? I could see it because they have a history the last couple of years. But what if they don't really have a DH? Shin Chu is not a DH. No. What if they get Miggy? Huge. To them, that gets them in the second wild card. And the, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all because you look at some of the moves they've made the last couple of years. They went and got Hamels a couple of years ago with the deadline. Um, Jonathan Lucroy, who they stole away from the Indians a couple of years ago. They've had a history for going for being aggressive at the deadline, so I think the Miggy move makes a lot of sense for them. Um, I did flip flop the Mariners in the in the in the uh, Athletics, though. The, obviously, the Mariners are gonna be overhyped again, but I think you know maybe the Ichiro, they're always overhyped. When maybe are they maybe, <laughs> maybe the Ichiro homecoming gives them a lot of spirit, and they finish in fourth. Um, the Athletics, Chris Davis, and that's it. They do have Jonathan Lucre though. That's true, but that's a big park for anyone. Any power hitter, it's a big park, and it definitely favors pitchers, and they just don't have enough pitching. I'd, I'd like to see them go to the playoffs. That'd be cool. I, I, I didn't love that Luke Roy deal, though. It just doesn't make sense. I'm, uh, 
kind of like a lot of the deals. Makes more sense than Eric Hosmer's deal. Yeah. Let's be honest. All right, so now on to the awards. MVP for me, Aaron Judge, without a doubt. If he comes back... Homer. Sorry, are we going to get to your playoff? We'll get to your playoff picks later. and then. We'll, or how about in the test episode when you said John Lester was one of the biggest, the best postseason pitcher in our era? That a, was a homer comment. Are you a, kidding me? A, he's the, on the Cubs now, and B, it's true. Prove C, me, you're prove wrong. Me, prove me wrong. Prove you wrong, Madison Bumgarner. I said one of. I didn't say the. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner's still I, better. Like if, there, if We have this discussion all the time. If there was a game that the planet Earth was playing – for like world domination, and you had to have one guy pitch it. Yeah, obviously I'd have Madison Bumgarner, but I'm not. You can't take away what John Lester's done over the course of his career in the playoffs. Yeah, I still don't think he's one of the top guys though. Cy Young will be Severino. He comes back and has the same dominant season again, and he's going to be even better help with the offense, relieving some of the pressure. He's going to win Cy Young. Rookie of the year, you like this, Rafael Devers. There's no good. He's the only good rookie in the American League. Yeah, there is. The rookie class this year for the American League is deplorable. Could, whole, you, name, could you name one guy who's going to be a rookie in the American League besides Rafael Devers? I can't name one in the National League either, to be honest with you. There's no there's no rookies coming up, although I do have a pick, obviously. There is Glaber Torres, who's coming up for the Yankees and some guys for the Yankees. But there's not, like, a mass influx of talent. And then the Dark Horse team is the Oakland Athletics. If they get some pitching and their pitching works out, I could see them making a run. But if not, I, I, don't, I don't think they can do it. But they're a team to look out for. All right, I'll go in reverse. I'll go in reverse order then. So I, I think still my dark horse team is going to be the Angels. The offense is there. I think they could have a good season. It's like I said, it's just going to be a matter of how far their pitching takes them. Um, my rookie of the year is also Rafael Devers. Um, I think you look at his season last year. I think he could he could touch thirty home runs this year just because look back, fifty eight games in the regular season, ten home runs. You average that out, it's about twenty seven home runs if he plays a full season. Um, if you, get, you get with the math. Look at me. Look at you. I'm, beco- I'm becoming you. Look at um, that. Brian Kenny would be proud. Exactly. So I, I think if he can clean up his defense a little bit, he's going to be one of the better players in that Red Sox team. Um, my Cy Young pick. I, you know, I, I was looking through and I'm like, you know what? Sale could have another year. Severino's going to be good. Kluber's going to be Kluber. I'm going with a guy that's just, he's always good and over the last couple of years hasn't gotten enough credit. Justin Verlander. That's bold. Uh, that's bold. I it's see, bold. It's not bold if he, he ends if he shows up like he did at the end of the year last year. Because he hasn't lost anything, but he's lost the credibility over the last couple of years. I think he's just because Detroit hasn't been as good as they had been. He had lost a little bit, a bit of credit, but he's still the same guy he's been the last six seven years. He's getting better. I won't even, like he's still the guy that can go out there and be throwing harder in the sixth inning than he was in the first, and he gives you innings. He gives you like a horse at the start of the rotation that I, I think it's bold, but it's not crazy. All right. So now we go to the national league. Oh, and MVP Mike Trout. Cause I'm, a, you know, just, wow. That, you know, it's, it's was, just how like, much, how much thought, thought did you put in that pick? 10 seconds, maybe, maybe what, when, when in doubt, go with, when Trout. in doubt, go with the war leader. Why couldn't you just make the rhyme work? When in doubt, go with Trout. When in doubt, go with Trout. You know what? I could do that too. All right. Now to the national league, the NL East, Nats have a new manager, Dave Martinez overhaul coaching staff with lots of experience and they're going to win the division. The right. NL East is not too great and they're going to win the division because they're one of the best teams in the National League. Over, under, win the game, win the division by 12. I think it's 10. I'm going to go under. I think it's 10 or 9. I think the Phillies make a run at them because they're, they're my dark horse team. The Phillies, they're returning Reese Hoskins. 
They signed Jake Arrieta and Carlos Santana. Gabe Kepler, New Year as a manager, sure, he has to work some things out. But they had a good team, and they expected a lot from their guys last year, and they didn't get it. So I'm expecting a lot of bounce-back years for guys like Mikel Franco, Reese Hoskins, those should be good again. And then you have Jake Arrieta, who should lead the staff. And he's going to be a real leader for them, too. He will. And then third place, you have the Atlanta Braves. They have Freddie Freeman again. You have a more experienced Dansby Swanson, who last year was deplorable. He'll be better next year. You have Ronald Acuna, who should be coming up at the end of the month. They sent him down for service time. And he's been mashing balls all spring. He hit 432 with four home runs. He sped through the system. And last year in AAA, he hit 344 in 54 games with the Gwinnett Braves in AAA. But he's only 19 years old. The kid is the same. Almost, what was Bryce Harper when he came up? 18, 19? Yeah, yeah right around there. They're the same. They're almost the same age. They're He's going to be good. There's no doubt he takes this by storm. And him and Freddie Freeman combined in the middle of that lineup. Danby Swanson does good as well. They'll be a good team. I see them getting to 500. I don't see them going farther, but no. they're going to be a good team. He's also the only rookie I can think of in the National League. That is true. But then again, you're going to have someone like Cody Bellinger or Reese Hoskins last year just explodes onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Rest of the league, the Mets, I don't trust them still to stay healthy at all. They were Terry rabid. Collins got fired, right? Yeah, Terry Collins is gone. Mets fans were rejoicing in the streets if he didn't hear. Yeah, they signed Todd Frazier and Adrian Gonzalez, but they were ravaged by injuries, and they had horrible judgment with any injury. The only hope they have is Mickey Calway's their new manager, and he did a great job with that Indian staff last year. Yep. And then in last place, you have the Miami Marlins, because I don't even think they win 60 games. They're going to be – it might be them and the Cleveland Spiders vying for the worst ever record in baseball. Cleveland Spiders, what was it, 1930-something, 1920-something? They won like 33 games. They lost 120. That could happen for the Marlins. They're disgusting. They have Justin Bohr. That's it. All right, Ken Burns. I'm going into my picks. Um, As far as it goes, Nationals, Mets, Phillies, Braves, Marlins. I think the Nationals, they're still going to be the best overall team in the division, maybe in the league. Um, Big year. I think this is the last chance they have to make a run because of, I mean, obviously the pitching is going to be there. They still have Scherzer and Strasburg for a couple years, but losing Harper is going to be huge for them. Uh, And (laughs) we're going to talk about them in the playoffs in a little bit. Um, I, th- I think the Mets. And they break the game five curse. A topic of discussion coming up. Right. Um, I, I think the Mets, if the offense can step up this year and they can just finally get some guys around Cespedes to do something, um, the, the rotations can be fine this year. They still have one of the, the better rotations in baseball. I think the run, it's there, but I'm not feeling it. I think they just missed the second wild card. Phillies will see what happens. I think the addition of Arietta, not just as a, as a starting pitcher, but as just like a, a clubhouse guy, is going to be huge. The Phillies, it's it's take or give. They're either right. going to be great or they're going to suck. Right. It's, there it, is no one between for this team. No. Um, I think Hoskins is going to be one of their better players, obviously. Um, I, I think give them a year just to develop these younger guys more. Give Arietta a season to get comfortable, and I think they'll be back in t- contention. Dan- for the Braves, Dansby Swanson. Next question, uh, and now we're on to the Marlins. Freddie Freeman and Ronald Acuna. Yeah, you can't, you can't yeah. not give love to Freddie Freeman. Uh, and then the Marlins, they're cooked. They're bottom of the barrel. Um, I, I, I feel bad because they lost one of the better offenses in baseball, or the better outfields in baseball with Yelich, Ozuna, and Stanton. money, they would have been good. That's right. But Derek Jeter, spend money. I know you're $500 million in debt, but spend the money. <laughs> speaking of, Jer- speaking of J- Derek Jeter, let's get into this. Collusion. Fake news or not? Because you know, I can't, you can't not read into this a little bit. Like it's it's screaming. You know, there could be something here. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying it's true or not. Could it could be fake news? But you know what? It's one of my favorite I, Yankees players of all time. I can't say he's a horrible owner. 
no, I'm just, ravaged I, the team from being super good. But he's still so close with the organization. You can't just say, you know what? I'm gonna help my boys out. You can't. You can't just Stan to- negotiated you, you, the trade to you New York. Totally you can't totally throw me? that out the All window. Right, time out. Hold up a minute. You're saying st- no. No way. Yeah. Stan went to St. Louis and they were like, they gave him a whole presentation. He said, I don't want to be here. I never he said they, it was they true went, or false. They, they went to San Francisco. They gave him a whole presentation. He said, no, thanks. He went to New York. He's like, I want to go to New York. I want to win a World Series. I'm just saying, you can't totally just throw that out the window because it's screaming. Look Stan into negotiated this. the whole deal. It is. They're not going to report if he's if he's like literally just like giving everything away to the Yankees. They're not going to report that. He gave Marcelo Zuna the Cardinals for nothing. You still have to look into it. I'm not saying if it's true or not. I'm just saying you hate the Yankees so much. Huh? It's getting into your brain. No, I respect Derek Jeter. You know, you can't, even as a Red Sox fan, like, you have to respect Dave Ortiz like the way I respect Derek Jeter. He, I, was, I, I was actually, all right, if I don't like Derek Jeter, then why did I pay the money to go see him at Fenway, his final se- series of his career? Yeah, and he sat, which was the funniest thing of all I time. was so <laughs> mad about it. So, f- quick story time. I'm, so, I'm riding with my dad. We're going on, um, going into Fenway. And we're, it's like 530. Fenway Park. Yeah, we're driving up I-95. No, who drives I-95? I take no, the, you drive I take, I take the uh, Jabinko Parkway. Oh, um, you. Yeah, no. So we're, we're, it's probably like 530. We get in try to get there early. And we're listening to uh, the WEI pregame show. And I hear, oh, uh, you know, following his, like, breathtaking walk-off last night, Derek Jeter's not going to play tonight. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Because I, I know I'm not coming to see the Red Sox right now because they were trash in 2014. The Yankees didn't make playoffs either, but at least they were relevant, kind of, not really. Um, but, yeah, well, I wasn't happy about that. But I respect Eric Jeter. I'm just saying you can't just totally throw that out, out the window. I'm throwing it out the window. I'm throwing it out the window and running over it with a car. You're running over Derek Jeter with a car, you No, I'm sicko. throwing out the thoughts of collusion. Whatever. NL Put Central? Two two together. NL Central. Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, Reds, Pirates. Same. Twinning. Aww. The Cubs will once again rule the Central Division. They lost Jake Arrieta, but they signed you, Darvish. Kyle Schwarber's returning to left, and he lost some weight. He's looking good. He's looking. He's looking. He's looking jacked. like a lean, mean, mean home run hitting machine. I was gonna say fight machine because that's usually how it goes. But yeah, you but know he, what? You're not wrong. They're all around. Maybe the third best team in the AL on paper. The Brewers. They made huge move this offseason. I love what they did. I, we talked about it in the Pesh episode. I love what they did. They did so many good moves. It should be great. And they're going to make a big run for the wild card. The Cardinals, I don't think they made enough made enough news to be competitive with the Brewer and Cubs. They do still have Yachty and Fowler. They could lead them to the wild card, too. I think they just miss out. And the Reds, Joey Votto is the only team that keeps this relevant. They're going to win 75-80 games. The pitching staff's holding them back. Sal Romano's not taking them to the postseason. No. Taco Barnhart's not going to be able to support Votto either. Votto's so good. They signed, re-signed you. Or they gave you Hineo Suarez an extension, which is good, but I, I still don't think it's enough. There's nothing there. And then the Pirates, they're the Pirates. I, I, there's, there's not enough nice, mean words I can say about their owner. He just doesn't want to win. No. And if you're a Pirates fan, I, I understand your, your pain. Yeah. I, they, I, I have the- they trade away their hope, their franchise. They gave up any hope of winning. And Pirates fans, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you deserve to have an owner who wants to win instead of not spending at all. There's re, there's trading away your team and rebuilding, and, the, and then there's what he's doing, which I'll get back to in a sec. I'll take you through my um, division quick. I think the Cubs are going to keep up their consistency. They'll make another run at the NLCS. They're good, but they're not great, I guess. I think there's better teams in the NL that could give them a run. 
the Brewers will definitely make a run. They're gonna. I I actually have them. We'll talk about them in the playoffs in a minute. I love the additions of Kane and Yelich. We'll see what Ryan Braun can do. How about the mayor of Ding Dong City though, Travis Shaw? Travis Shaw, baby. I another quick story. Guy does have moonshots. Um. So you know how the Red Sox they do the futures at Fenway every yes. year. So 2013, um, I go in and I'm probably sitting like I don't know third row and it was funny. So I. Being the baseball drunk guy I am, I look up the guys, and I see, oh, this Trevor Shaw guy looks kind of good. So I was with my cousin, and he gets up, and I'm like, yo, film his first at-bat, and he strikes out. I film the second one, hits a home run over the bullpen. Um, so I, I like I like what they can do. It, um, same thing, see see how far the pitching takes them. Cardinals are going to be a bubble team. They're capable, but they're not like intriguing enough for me to say they're going to the playoffs without a question. Obviously, they still have Carlos Martinez. See what Adam Wainwright does. Fowler's going to be good. Um, the Reds, I feel bad for Joey Votto. They're the Reds. The They're Reds the are the Reds. Reds. They're always going to be mediocre. And I, th- I think the Pirates are going to end up with the number one pick next year. Um, they cleaned house, and there's really no plan to rebuild. And in the NL West, I have the Dodgers going first, Diamondbacks second, Rockies in the third, Giants in fourth, especially with the fact that Madison Bumgarner coming out yesterday with the news, he's going to be out till the All-Star break. There's no way they much and then the Padres and last who are just ooh, Padres the Padres um, they're an abomination of a baseball team and the Dodgers they returned much of last year's team minus you Darvish who really didn't do too much down the stretch especially not in the playoffs definitely not they have Clayton Kershaw and Kelly Jansen who together are nuts Kershaw last year at a 2.31 ERA 202 strikeouts Kelly Jansen at a 1.32 14.4 Ks per nine struck out 42.3% of the guys he faced. He's absolutely nuts. They returned the reigning NL Rookie of the Year, Cody Bellinger, who had 39 home runs, 138 weighted runs created plus, a 4.0 war. They're a good team. And then Diamondbacks, yes, they lost Goldschmidt, or they lost J.D. Martinez, but they still have Goldschmidt, and they're still a very good team. They have the second-best staff behind the Dodgers in the West. And Robbie Ray returns after a massive breakout 2017. And Granke had a bounce back year last year as well. If they keep that up, they're no doubt going to the wild card game. Then you have the Rockies who return almost all of that 2017. That was a force on offense. They've led the NL in runs, average, OVP, and hits. And had four guys post 300 batting averages north of 300. The only problem for them is they're starting pitching. It's good, but are they going to allow too many runs? They're in Coors Field. I, I think this division is going to be a total toss-up. It's the most competitive division in all of baseball. I think the Dodgers do end up repeating as division champs, though, and maybe even farther. Um, losing Justin Turner is going to hurt, though, because he, he's a bright spot in their offense. He's being able to play every day and provide the power that he does. That's going to hurt them. Kershaw's Kershaw. The fact that you, as a team, have the best starter and the best reliever both on your team, anything ex- besides a World Series championship at that point is almost a disappointment. Um I, I see big things out of Bellinger again as a lefty first baseman. I love watching him. If he can cut down the strikeouts, that's really all he's got to do. See, I don't feel like you need to cut down the strikeouts to be a good player. As long as you post well, a good average, a of, good OBP. Of course you wouldn't think that because that's how your favorite player plays the game on a daily basis. Yeah, but you don't need to strike out less. You can strike out plenty of times, but as long as you're getting your single, getting your doubles, getting your home runs, getting your big at-bats, at the end of the day, grounding out to short and striking out, it doesn't really change your team's win expectancy that much. It doesn't change how the game plays out. I just don't think that's 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 not like like a capability that you should be going into a season with. Like 
It's not yes, like you don't want to strike out, but it's also not the end of the world if you do. Because no, because there's players like this that have had these problems before. You look at guys like Mark Reynolds and Adam Dunn. Yeah, they have some big power seasons, but they never become much afterwards because of their strikeout problems. Um, as far as the rest of the division goes, I I made I obviously made these picks before Bumgarner got hurt. I had the Giants in second. I think the offseason revives them into contention and at least makes them relevant again. But they didn't do anything in their bullpen. That's their problem. Yeah. Their bullpen last year was horrendous. Their offense is going to – it was what would drive them. Um, Diamondbacks, obviously, they lost out on J.D. Martinez. They still have one heck of a core of young talent. Goldschmidt's going to be their leader. A.J. Pollock. Um, oh, that rotation's really, really going to be fun to watch. Robbie Ray. Um, Patrick Corbin's going to open up for them on opening day. Zach Granke. And then see what they can do with their bullpen. Speaking of which, bullpens. How about that Colorado bullpen? Wade Davis and Brian Shaw coming over in the offseason, taking two top ten arms um, into your own um, in your own pen is going to be ridiculous. And the Padres signing Hosmer is just stupid. Like it's you, dumb. You, AJ Preller, what are you doing? In the words of Patrick Starr, it may be stupid, but it's also dumb. <laughs> um, I just I I love Eric Hosmer, and I just feel bad that he's gonna spend the next seven years of his life in the bottom of the basement of that division. Yeah, but he gets to go to Beach and Speech Front in San Diego. Sup? <laughs> and uh, no, but they're they're in no they're in no position to contend in the best division in baseball. It's kind of like the Rays. Hosmer and Will Myers are gonna be out on the streets selling tickets to people, and they really they need they need to figure out their plan for the future. And they don't have one. They don't know who they are. Kind of like the Pirates. And then oh, the Pirates on the Pirates know who they are. They don't spend. They don't want to win. They don't want to do anything. At least they have another good team in that city, though. That is true. The Pittsburgh Penguins. <clears throat> yeah. All right. All right. So now quick, for the quick, NL... quick football question: Who do you like better in Pittsburgh, AB or Juju? Oh, Juju's just so funny. I love Juju. Juju's Twitter account. If you don't follow it, follow it on Twitter. Juju Smith Schuster, maybe one of the funniest. In best, all of football. best fantasy sleeper pick last year. I took him in the last round and said, "Hey, I can just <laughs> I can just do Juju on that beat every time I win a game and just dance." But then that it is, gets that into week. That, that might be the saddest thing I've ever heard. But then it gets to week five and I had to start <laughs> starting because he was going off. No, Juju Smith. Juju, Juju's my guy. Juju, I love Juju. Juju on Twitter is hilarious. The stuff he puts out is just. Darn funny. After you watch any of our YouTube comic, go over to his YouTube channel, too. It's good stuff. So as far as the NL Awards, MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. The guy gets no respect. This year's the year he gets respect. He gets no respect ever. And it annoys me so much because he's so good and he's in a bad market. This year's the year he breaks out. He's going to put the team on his back. He's going to need back surgery after this year. He's going to put the team on his back and carry him to the postseason. I think our next show, here's how we're going to open the show. We're going to write two letters. You're going to write one. I'm going to write one. As far as showing appreciation for players that don't get enough. You're going to write one for Gold, to Goldschmidt and send it out to Arizona. I'm going to send it uh, to Stroman and send it up over the border. Hopefully, they can finally feel the love that they deserve. Cy Young, it's really not hard. Clayton Kershaw, the guy's a beast. The guy will win again. Rookie of the year, Ronald Acuna for the Atlanta Braves. The kid's going to be a beast as soon as he comes up. He's going to be like Chris Bryant. And the Dark Horse team, I said it earlier, the Phillies. They're, that's a team that's scary. No one's going to want to face their lineup if every one of their hitters is on. I, I had two of those four. Um, Kershaw and Acuna, definitely no brainers in their categories. Um, dark Horse team for me, maybe not so much of a Dark Horse, just not getting the expectations, I feel like, is definitely the Brewers. Like I said, see how far the um, pitching staff takes them. I'm going back out west for my MVP, though. Another guy that's burst on the scene the last couple of years and maybe had one of the greatest Father's Day moments of all time last year. 
Nolan Arenado. No respect because he plays in cores, which the Baseball Writers Association of America, get off your high horse. No, it, it, just, He's a good player. Does it help? Yes. But guess what? The, the Rockies' offense is still going to be nasty anywhere they play. Yeah, and it's most valuable player. Not player with the best stats. It's most valuable player. Right. He the, is the most valuable player. The things he does the with Rockies. the thing he does. I mean, yeah, they have supporting pieces. They have Desmond. They have um, Charlie Blackman, DJ LeMahieu. But Arenado is the driving force of that team. He is. He's good. And now we're ready to play. We're ready to go to the playoffs. Ready yep. to predict October and March, which will end up being horribly wrong. All right. I'm. I'm gonna. You know. What? I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna be a gentleman. Take me all the way from the wild card game to the World Series, and I'm just going to listen. All right, what league are we playing in? We're doing both leagues? You, you can flip-flop. I don't really care. All right, so wild card game. Rangers are coming into Boston. The Red Sox beat them. It's, it's the, the Rangers are good, but the Red Sox are better. They're going to go to the AL East. They win that series. The Brewers are going to play the Diamondbacks in the NL in Milwaukee. The place is going to be crazy. Bob Uecker and Jeff Levering in the booth will be going nuts. Bob Uecker will be like... Uh, God, Bob Yuko will be like in Major League going nuts. The Brewers are going to win. They're going to face the Dodgers in the Division Series. The Division Series is going to be the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Yankees are going to have the best record in the American League. Mark my word. Yankees, Red Sox, Astros, Indians. Both those series are 1-3-1. Yankees win the Red, beat the Red Sox. Astros beat the Indians. And in the Anno, the Dodgers are still the team to beat. Unfortunately for the Brewers, they're a good team. They're just not good enough to beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to win that series 3-1 in the Nets. The Nets, please win game five at home. Just please do it. Do it for the betterment of society so people can stop making fun of you. The Nets will beat the Cubs in five games and go to the NLCS for the first time ever. And they'll win a series for the first time since like 1924. They're going to go into the NLCS. The Yankees... They're going to play the Astros in the NLCS. It's going to be like the same two teams as last year. The Yankees are going to win that 4-2. They're going to go to the World Series. They're going to have a rematch of 1981. The Dodgers are going to go to the World Series. They're going to beat the Nationals 4-2 because the Nats, let's face it, they don't have enough, and they won one series. We don't want to get. We don't want to go too out in a limb and say they'll win two. So we're just going to let them win one series, and they're going to lose to the Dodgers. And the Yankees and Dodgers will go to the World Series, and we'll, it'll be 1981 all over again. Okay. So now what Tim? I'm gonna be biased just like you. We'll get there. Well, we're, we're, we're not biased. We're just smart baseball thinking people right. who think our teams are the best. That's right. So let's let's start in the AL wild card game. I got uh, the uh, the Anaheim Angels ca- traveling to uh, the city that never sleeps. Garrett Richards takes on Luis Severino, um, and the Yankees win that game five nothing. They'll move on to play the number one seeded Astros in a rematch of the ALCS, except in a round earlier. In uh, a wild card game. I still think even if they if the Giants can just stay at 500 um, throughout the first part of the season, I think they can still make a run, even though that division is going to be insane this year. Um, I got the game in San Fran, the Brewers and Giants. I have Jimmy Nelson, barring any other um, trade deadline deals for the Brewers, I have him matching up against Madison Bumgarner, and the Giants win that game 4-3 in advance to play the Dodgers. ALDS, Yankees-Astros, I think the Yankees get revenge, and they win in five. It's going to be a great series. Game five is going to be awesome. See what happens. Indians, Red Sox. Um, I think the Red Sox actually get home field this time. They're going to be the two seed, uh, hosting the three seed. Red Sox and four. They finally win a playoff series um, in this new generation of uh, Beantown baseball. And bold prediction, David Price finally wins a game as a postseason starter. Um, well, couldn't he just went out of the pen, too, and it would be the same thing? I didn't interrupt you when you were doing your picks. I'm sorry. NLD, I'm sorry. NLDS. Continue on. NLD, Padawan. NLDS. 
NLDS, Giants, Dodgers, Dodgers in four. Bold prediction of how the series goes. Game four, Bumgarner pitching on short rest. Cody Bellinger doubles to clear the bases in the sixth inning of a 4-2 win. In Cubs, Nationals... Um, yeah, I, I think I think that I think we add to 2012, 2016, and 2017 another game five choke for the Nats, and it is going to be the last game of J- Bryce Harper's career as a National. ALCS, the rivalry's back. Yankees, Red Sox, Sox in seven. Pomerantz beats Pomerantz beats Tanaka in an eight-seven win with Kimbrel getting a six-out save. MVP of the series, Andrew Benatendi. Can we time? Why would Drew Pomerantz be pitching a game seven? Sale's going to be pitching game one, Price game two, Pomerantz three, Porcello four. All right. All right. I see. NLCS, we're going for the three-peat. Cubs, Dodgers, Dodgers in six. The Cubs are good. The Dodgers are better. Clayton Kershaw wins series MVP. Red Sox beat the Dodgers in seven of the World Series. They finally, like we said earlier, they combined their two skills from last season. I think both teams, their bullpens are going to shine in that series. They're Like, past the sixth inning, there's not going to be runs scored. Uh, and then I have, actually, surprisingly, a starter. I have Chris Sale, series MVP. And we win number four in the last 15 years. All right, the World Series. New York will be partying like 1981. The Yankees are going to beat the Dodgers 4-2 in the series. And the Yankees will get to the World Series and win the World Series without having a starter going past the fifth inning. Probably. They'll adopt the – their bullpen this year is so good. This will carry him to the – it'll carry him to the World Series and they'll carry him to win the World Series. Their bullpen this year, Chad Green returns after Steakley being one of the best relievers in all of baseball with a 1.83 ERA, 13.4 Ks for nine, and 69 innings pitch. David Robertson, last year when he came over for the Yankees, along with Tommy Canely, had a 1.03 ERA, and he only had four earned runs and 35 innings pitched. Tommy Canely had a 2.70 and 26.2 innings pitched. Expect, I'm expecting big things this year from Dallin Batanzas. I know he kind of fell off the map last year, but you just got to hope he comes back, finds his velocity, finds his control even to help this team. And then you have Roldis Chapman in the pen as long as he does not repeat August last year, which we were at the Red Sox-Yankees game, and I was screaming at Joe Girardi to not bring in Roldis Chapman, and he brought him in. If you want to uh, see that, I'll have it on Twitter in a little bit. I don't think that's appropriate for Joe we're family friendly. No, you show. were fine. You you were actually you were very well behaved. I was, I was I was a well behaved chillin. All right, so that is that. Any comments on that? Please comment in in the comments what you think of our predictions. What you think your predictions are? As we head over to our fan mail, a new thing we're starting with this show here. Fan mail. You guys can send in questions, your favorite things, um, things that are on your mind as far as from a baseball perspective, anything and everything. So our first question, actually the first question we received is from Beverly. She asked, how do you guys think Ichiro will do back in the MLB? And I don't think it's going to go too well. I, I, I mean, I'm, obviously I'm not expecting a lot out of him. The guy's, you know, he's getting a Bartolo Colon level of as far as age goes. He's up in his low 40s. Um, is he 44? 45? Yeah, something like that. He, he's up there. Um, he said I, he wants Plato 50. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, if he gets on the TB12 method, we'll see what he does. Um, but, you know, I, I think this is more of a thing where um, – it's just a nice little comb coming for him to go back to where it all started, be a leader, and get a nice little farewell tour him before he goes back to Japan. I think this is his last year. I don't think he does anything great, and this is it, and he'll go back to Japan. Hits 250, goes back. Has which is fun. which is too bad. I, I like Ichiro. I think he's a good guy, but I, I just don't think it'll – I don't think he'll do good enough this year to warrant another contract next year. 
So Tyler's asking, are the Dodgers still the team to beat in the National League? And I think we answered this, and yes, yes they are. Yes. And they will be for the next five years. Yes, no question. No question about it. They're, they're a very good team. They have the best starter, the best reliever. They have a great bullpen. Good offense. Good offense. Actually, no, great. I, I, I'd say great offense. Great offense. They do I'll, have a I'll great offense. They're, they're a great all-around team. They're the best team in the National League on paper. They'll be at this year. They weren't last year. They'll be at this year, next year, and the year after. And they have the depth to be a very complete team as well. They do. Now, this is a good question. Big Neely is asking, who is the greatest pitcher and position player of your favorite team in your lifetime? Which I like this question. It's a good question. I do too. It makes you think. It really does. You know, I, I, I had to go back and forth with this one when we first received it. Um, I think if it was favorite pl- position player and pitcher, I think I might have a different answer. Not that I don't love both of the guys um, that I'm about to name. We'll start with position player. I, I'd want you to disown me as a friend and as a baseball colleague if I didn't say David Ortiz isn't the best baseball player. Can, I, can I be a baseball writer? He didn't play a position. It's the DH. Yeah, no. <laughs> he, well, well, everything, he, everything he's meant to the, to the Red Sox, the entire organization, the city of Boston, I'd be foolish to say he wasn't. Um, and you and you have to love him. He brought him through world championships, and he's just Mr. He's just Mr. Happy. You know, I had the measure of I had the pleasure of meeting him last year. He's a nice guy. Um, pitcher, and another one. If if I was he, I'd be in the words of Stephen A. Smith, blasphemous if I didn't say it was Pedro Martinez. The the numbers he would put up, the um just the it, it was appointment television. Like now with Chris Sale, it's becoming the same thing. You haven't seen that since Pedro. You, if you're a Red Sox fan, you were sitting down, making sure you were ready to go every time Pedro took the ball. Also, got to meet him a couple years ago. He's the nicest guy. Talked pitching with me for a good five ten he told minutes. Told you to hit the first guy up in the head to establish. He did not dominance. tell me. No, he told me, "Don't be afraid to throw inside. Don't hit someone with a fastball in the head." But no, Pedro, Pedro's both guys. I gotta love them. And for those of you who are wondering, we were both born in 2001, so he pitched in 2001. <laughs> we'll give him that. Uh, so for me, big Yankees fan, greatest pitcher, easy, Marlon Rivera. More men have walked on the moon than scored against him in the postseason. He pitched 112 innings in the postseason. He is by far the greatest pitcher I've ever seen in my lifetime. No matter if it's my favorite team or whoever it is, he's the best pitcher I've seen in my lifetime. The fact that he basically had one pitch, and as soon as he came in, you knew the game was over. It was stunning what he could do. And the best, greatest position player, Derek Cheater. The guy embodies who the Yankees are. He was hardworking. He always made the plays. He gave 180% every single game. He put it out in the line, and he got more than 3,000 hits. He hit all the marks, and he's... First ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. He was, I don't know, both those guys I just love to death. He'll forever be one of the classiest acts in the history of baseball, too. He will. He was, he was, he's what the Yankees are. Kept his head down. He was a great guy. He also dated many, many people. Um, he, he was just a great guy. There's nothing better than Derek Jeter in a Yankees uniform. And when he retired that night when he hit that walk-off, that was one of the best baseball moments of my life. And now we got Ryan asking, which MLB team will be the most improved from last year and why? Which that's an interesting one. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Phillies. I think the Phillies, they were bad last year. I mean, they were not good. Did they even win seventy games? I don't even think they won seventy so. games. I don't think so. So they didn't even win seventy games. This year they're gonna do very good. I think they win eighty five, eighty six, which is very good. I think they are the fourth team in the wild card standings. They're gonna be very improved this year and why? 
two, four words. Jake Arrieta, Carlos Santana. They're gonna they're big additions to that team. I'm excited to watch them starting the 29th. They should be a fun team this year. As much as I want to say the Angels, as much as I picked them as my sleeper team earlier, my most improved team. I still I don't know if they're going to the playoffs. Like I can't definitively say yes or no. I'm going St. Louis because I I love the addition. So obviously they have they have Fowler. Um, in center, they have Matt Carpenter to lead the offense. Carlos Martinez and Adam Wainwright at the top of the rotation. Um, the Ozuna move, that separates them. That was that, big. That, that, was that separates, big splash. That separates them from the lower pack of that division. It gives them a chance to compete with Milwaukee and Chicago. I think that move going to play huge dividends for them. If they can get another starter maybe midseason at the deadline, um, that's going to be even bigger. But I, that's my pick for motion. And they might very well be eyeing down Chris Archer in Tampa. That'd be a nice move, actually. That'd be a big I, I, move I'd like for to see him. that. I'd like to see that. And then we got Joey asking, is the Red Sox rivalry back? And I'm going to answer you this, Joey. It is yeah. not back until there is a Yankees-Red Sox fight. When there is a fight, the rivalry is officially back. It's back. Both teams do not like each other, but it is officially back when you have a bench-carrying brawl, either in Fenway Park or Yankee Stadium, or Ugh. London if it's next year. Ugh, gross. You know what? If I go to the game, I'm very happy it's in London. If it's not, then it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't really get why. Yankees and Red Sox are a historic rivalry, and if you guys don't know, there are talks right now that they might be playing a series, a two-game series in London next year. I say the Yankees and Red Sox are appointment. If you're trying to get it back to appointment television, you need 10 games in Yankee Stadium, 10 games in Fenway. Yeah, None in, none in England. England. I've never met an English person who likes baseball. If they, if, if you are one listening to the show, I'm glad you like baseball in England because maybe if these teams come, you go to the game. But I, I'm. Should you get like a free ticket to like one of the crappy NFL UK games too? Like, oh, you want to come see Jack? Oh, actually, I can't say Jacks anymore because the Jacks are good. Hey, dude, you want to go see uh, Browns Jets at Wembley? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Free ticket if you come pay $300. Do you think the rivalry is back, Tim? I I think it's on the cusp, but I think, yeah, I think the pinnacle of it to really inscribe it would be a nice little, you know, someone throwing at someone and getting a glove to the face and see what happens. Be quiet over there. And now we got Steve asking, who's the team to beat in the NL West? And it goes back to our question from Tyler. It's the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the team to beat in the NL West, and they will be for the next few years, just as we said before. Signed, sealed, delivered. And done. So that's the show today, guys. We hope you enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we had fun recording it. Um, we enjoyed talking baseball. I mean, it's what we do all the time. Definitely hope you guys listen in. Uh, give us a follow on SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter. And definitely subscribe to us on YouTube. If you have questions for the next show, uh, leave them in the comments of any of our tweets. Um, maybe the best way to do it, just send them to our email, cleanupspot1234 at gmail.com. And then you can also interact with us on Twitter as well. You can follow me on Twitter at JAVBlake8. And then I'm at TCrowley37. And then you can follow us on Twitter, which is? The clean, or no, not the, at CleanUpSpotPod. And you guys can follow us there. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, get ready, folks. Baseball's coming back March 29th. It all starts. I'm excited. Tim's excited. We hope you guys are excited. This is the Cleanest Pop Podcast. We'll see you guys in two weeks.